jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Common Briefing Program. We're part of the Common Geeking Program podcast where each month we, uh, we here at the Common Geeking Program, take a look at the last month of geek news and recap the hottest headlines uh, to bring you the most important, impactful, and interesting stories. Uh, for geeks around the world. My name is Colin Ketchin, the host of the Common Briefing Program, and I am joined uh, to recap January 2020. I am joined by... Hi, I'm Jeff. Love it. That's me. That's what I do. Howdy. I'm, Good. I'm Tamil Chowdhury, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. One of these days, I will get it passed into legislation that everyone prefers chowder. But until that day, <laughs> uh, we are going to dive into what we think... Um, what we think have been the most impactful things. We originally, I, I didn't prepare a lot because when I put out the call to say like, hey, who of the Common Geeking Program participants wants to be in this episode? Usually three people, sometimes four. Like five of you guys were like, oh, yeah, yeah I can do that. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a boisterous episode. Uh, <laughs> but apparently most geeks still watch the Super Bowl and we don't. Oh, so here we are. And it's all... And it's only three of us. I don't know if that's what Austin's doing, but if he if that correspondent is going to miss his first episode in seven months, it better be for America's largest uh, television. Is it still like the biggest thing that happens on TV? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, at least for America. Yeah, well, yes, obviously. But uh, it is earning... declining in years, so, you know, that's eventually. True. Well, fun. there was a period, I don't know if it was the, I don't remember if it was the 2018 or 2019 season, but there was a bit of a fun moment where League of Legends uh, pro <laughs> tournament viewership Went at up. its highest yeah. was higher than the lowest NFL thing. Yeah, but so, also like, they crisscrossed League, League for a little bit. League is a worldwide thing, isn't it? Or is... is... Yes, Yes, this is very true. But so still, it's, league it, in the entire world did a little bit better than the worst American football thing. Yes, it, the, the yeah. reason it struck me as funny was because of all those qualifying statements to say because the headline was like "League of Legends has more viewers than the NFL," and I was just like, "This can't be as simple as that." And it wasn't. Yeah. But that's a that's that's what nerds like us do during the Super Bowl is try to make ourselves feel just as valuable. And that's what we're gonna do today. <laughs> I mean, I like I like football. I mean, I haven't kept up in years, but, you know. Yeah. I've I've watched the Super Bowl a couple of times. I don't remember what years, what games, or what happened, but I could, uh, I just... I don't, I, I don't watch it most years, but when I do, it's usually just for the commercials, or if there's, like, an event. Like, I wouldn't do it of my own volition. If I'm going to get a lot of free chicken wings, yeah, that's, that's, that's like a That's it. a good motivator. Like, sometimes at college, there would be Super Bowl parties that would have, mm -hmm. like, free pizza or... yeah. Actually I would organized also, a couple of those. I also discovered, area. and I should do it tonight, but I just went shopping and I feel like dirt. Um, not because of the shopping, unrelated dirt. But the uh, if you go to like any restaurant on Super Bowl Sunday, mm -hmm. it's dead. Now, for restaurants that portion things out individually, like Chipotle, because it's dead, they have a lot of all the food to sell. So mm. if you go to Chipotle on Super Bowl Sunday, you're going to get a mountain of food. A good, and good beefy burrito. Ooh. A good, a good hefty boy. Oh, and it's a, I should take advantage of that someday. It's a good, someday. You got it. Well, you have to kind of <laughs> Once wait. Once a year. Yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, to wait yeah. like a year. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, that's the Right thing. now, I, during I'm this podcast. someday because today it's not going to happen. Just too late for yeah. that. It's, I mean, unless we want this to make it chatter goes on a journey sort of episode, which could be fun. Laura and yeah, I did an episode like that. Audio. that, that zoo, great audio. Uh, turned out okay, actually. Uh, anyway, I think we're going to jump right in. So again, I'm, I didn't have a lot prepared. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start off with the thing I did have prepared. And if I feel like we're a little, like, you know, scant on details, I'll circle around toward the end and come up with some other stuff. But for now, I just want to get one thing off my chest. I have a bingo sheet prepared right now. All right, speak, Colin. <laughs> I, well, okay, well, you're going to win big today because in January 2020, uh, a new uh, streaming television program uh, premiered. One whose advertising blitz has been disgustingly monstrous. Uh, taken over just about every website and physical presence that you can think of. Uh, yeah, Star I liked, Trek Picard. I did not yep. know it did not already what a, what come shocker. out until I, I saw all the previews. I would never as I crossed okay. one off my bingo sheet. I was about to say, that might as well be the free space on your bingo sheet. <laughs> so, the, so Star Trek Picard premiered uh, this month as of this... Um, 
as of this recording, there are two episodes that have been released. The third is coming on Thursday. The first three were screened at premieres, and the writers, because this is such a serialized show, they are very much like, hey, this is these first three episodes are kind of like the pilot, which prompts me to say, then why can't I watch all of them right now, please? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so the first few episodes came out. And now a little bit of context for like why this is a big deal to people and why it is is something a lot of people are talking about and why CBS has paid so much money to transform literally Times Square into a Star Trek advertisement, <laughs> um, which is wild to me as someone who grew up being like lightly shamed for Star Trek. Like I, I came of age around the time that J.J. Abrams made it cool to kind of like Star Trek. Nerds are um, in, Colin. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like Star Wars, sure. I never thought Star Trek would be that, but CBS got the money, so that's what's happening. Um, Star Trek Picard centers around Captain Jean-Luc Picard, played by Patrick Stewart, who has not uh, played this role uh, since 2002 in Star Trek Nemesis, or for the people who hate the next-gen movies since 1994 uh, in the finale of the show. So it's been a long time, and he's always resisted coming back. He cites the fact that he did Logan, the X-Men movie, where, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Professor X and Logan Wolverine both die. He said that that experience is like, it was handled right, it can be done right, so that opened his mind to it. And they came back to the show, it is not... It is Does that mean not, he's gonna die? Uh, well, in the <laughs> finale of Next Generation, it jumps around in time, and in the end they uh, insinuate he has uh, a, a, a thing in his brain, in his parietal lobe, that will eventually kill him. Um, yeah, but doesn't spo- he get, like, borged or whatever? That was earlier in the series, but basically... Flash so is it forward, a Borg tumor? Uh, there are Borg in this, but I don't know if it's a Borg tumor. It might be from the Borg, because that's where the thing went in his face. It'd be a pretty but, easy explanation. Yeah, and I think that works. But basically, spoiler alert, that thing is still around. So they are picking up some threads where, like, mm-hmm. yes, that thing is still in his parietal lobe. It follows up on Nemesis a lot, where, like, Data sacrificed himself, and he's dead. And that is, like, traumatizing Picard. And it even follows I up on the 2000... That. Like, I have not watched the Star Trek movies. Did not know Data's dead. Huh. I, uh, well, well he's back, um, right? 18 years late on that spoiler. So, my bad. I should have given you a... Well, I didn't have any, I didn't have any plans on <laughs> yeah. watching the movie. I'm just like, oh, I didn't know he's dead. Uh, yeah, a lot of fans did not like Nemesis. But that was how it ended, was Data sacrificed himself for Picard. And that's haunting him. And, uh, and and the show sort of moves forward with that premise as he picks up on a new adventure, which the trailers don't really hint at at all. It's honestly very surprising. It's very steeped in the lore. But the show is decidedly not a giant bundle of fan service. And I'm so happy for that, especially after okay, that's good. Rise that's of good. Skywalker. Yeah. And what <laughs> that movie did to me personally. Okay, real, um, real quick aside. Are we just going to spend the next half hour and a half talking no. about rise of skywalker again i'd rather not we have two <laughs> i didn't even want to spend the first feed. two half hours we have I've two episodes in this feed about it we have a 24 minute bonus episode of ryan shitting on it in a rant i so know i, think I we... listened to it it was hilarious it's so funny it's well-trodden ground though but basically there was even a point in the episode where he goes in this old archive of his and it has all these fan service things from the show and it felt like the show saying okay here it is here's your three minutes here's all the shit you wanted to see cool you got it we're moving on like they had a space in the show for that and it does feel distinctly different and they come up with like real character motivated reasons why he's not getting his old crew together and it's it's i was very worried because star trek discovery which is a much more action adventure show uh star trek discovery has a phenomenal cast phenomenal production and um some of my favorite star trek episodes of the whole franchise but they've had a lot of showrunner drama where in season two alone they had four different showrunners hmm. which is not good and the whole se- season was premised around a mystery and that mystery didn't pay off the episodes themselves were written very well it it didn't come together and i was really nervous is picard going to be a giant sloppy mess two episodes in i i started a little kind of like cautious about it um but look at look at chowder subtitles <laughs> look at chowder subtitles right oh now. i don't have the subtitles on oh chowder scooted away from the screen and then i just see your mom i didn't hear him say anything i just see your mom on the bottom of the screen <laughs> that was that was actually my sister okay well yeah. uh jeff was right these subtitles are just 
doing loose interpretations of what we're saying because they think you're dunking on your mom, um, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure didn't happen. Dunking on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it said Duncan like the name, not dunking. Yes. Yeah, exactly. America runs on Duncan on Shatter's mom. Um, the... <laughs> the um... So the show is off to a good start. It is more slowly paced. I think it's very well directed. It, it It is a weird aesthetic mix of like Star Trek, but Blade Runner in a way that's weird because it's so earthbound. We haven't even gone to space yet. Wait, but Harrison um, Ford is in Star Wars. Oh my goodness, no. The uh, uh, Overall, I'm pretty happy with it and I'm interested to see what's going to happen uh, next. Obviously, there's a lot of big, uh, a lot of big story things happening. But for people who are looking for more Star Trek The Next Generation, this is not Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm very, very happy about that. It feels immediately like a different show, even though we've got the same guy at the center of it. And I think that that's a magic trick to pull that off and not have it feel gross or fanservice-y. Uh, and where so can Star you Trek watch where out. can you watch this good boy in his new adventures con it is uh only on cbs all access here in the u.s for those uh, around the world it is on amazon prime um so yeah if you're in the united states cbs all access um so wait wait they, can we watch it on amazon prime no no we can't no. uh cbs can distribute in u.s and canada i think mm. yeah uh, so whenever there's worldwide distribution, it's whoever pays the most to do it. Netflix distributes Discovery worldwide, um, and Amazon distributes Discovery uh, on card. Netflix worldwide, not in the United States. Oh, oh I because see. CBS doesn't have the distribution for everywhere else, so they just sell the rights to whoever. Apparently, with Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> the international distribution rights that Netflix paid to be able to air the show in other countries covered the show's budget entirely. They paid mm-hmm. that much money for it, and everything they got from subscriptions in the U.S. was basically just profit. Um, so, hey, it, it's working for them. But uh, if you want to watch and you hate CBS All Access because a lot of Trekkies do, just a uh, free trial. Try it out. A couple episodes. It's a good time. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy that we're getting... Uh, I'm very happy that we're getting a revisitation of an old franchise that actually feels meaningfully new mm-hmm. that adds context to older things and does not feel like fan service that could change but as far as the first two episodes go that's good nice. it's uh it's avoiding the problems that plagued uh the i think the new star wars movies but that's nice. uh that was the big thing i wanted to talk about and i got it off my chest so i can i can shake my hands out and let one of you guys talk my star trek high is over So check it out, 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 <laughs> check it out. Um, I, you know, I've got a few things. Wait, that Eddie's we... not on this episode. <laughs> check it out now. It's a touch joke, I think, originally. Funk soul brother, right about uh, now. Funk soul brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff could not penetrate Chatter's momentum. <laughs> My entire life is just an attempt to penetrate Chatter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is, is this just <laughs> sexual so okay window at Chowder Day today? Yeah, we got two. Let's see. Let's see what our highest kill streak is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, I've got a couple things I could talk about. Uh, there's one that I want to talk about. So maybe I'll like call and circle back to stuff if it, if we feel like we need more. But mm-hmm. um, this is not an official announcement from Paramount. But uh, what is the website called? Variety.com did a story that there was um, basically reports that there are two new uh, live-action Transformers movie scripts in production. Cool. Um, forget the names that were attached to those scripts. I've got them right here. James Vanderbilt and uh, Joby Harold. I, I know the re- name James Vanderbilt. What did he yeah, do? Yeah, he did some thing. Netflix thing, some mysteries or something recently. That's what all the things on here, murder mystery on uh, Netflix. Mm. Oh, he did uh, Ready or Not Spider-Man. by Joby Oh, Murder mystery was actually, like, it was not a great movie. It was fun. I watched it. It was a good time. Um, so, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't really know anything about those names, but those are the ones, if those mean more to you. Um mm-hmm. But what's exciting, though, so one of the one of the two scripts, and again, these are not uh, official announcements from Paramount, so it's like mostly kind of in the rumor territory, but it's like 
the articles don't like really list the the sources, but they are from mm-hmm. like you know reputable places that are listing this. Um, yeah. One of the movies, unsurprisingly, is uh, set to be a sequel to Bumblebee, since Bumblebee Bumblebee did quite well, yeah, uh, yeah. both critically and with fans. And it was so lower budget than the other Transformers movies that it did pretty well, like profit wise yeah. as well. Um, so that one, that one, I mean, that's fun. I liked Bumblebee a lot, so I'm down for that. But the other one is way more exciting is a potentially, uh, quote unquote live action, but probably more in like how the new Lion King was live action, like Mm. CGI, uh, Beast Wars movie, which is fucking dope to me. (laughs) The way the Lion King is, oh man, how are they going to do that considering the studio that made that live action, quote unquote live action Lion King movie closed down? Well, hey. Well, uh, I mean, there's of... other movie. There's other movies like the fucking Jungle Book, quote unquote, live action. Even though it's yep. just the one dude in the CGI, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. But basically, just like you know, full photorealistic CGI. Because, uh, and for those of you who don't know, like the plot of of Beast Wars or like what it is as a Transformers thing, there are uh, a bunch basi- of beasts and they go to war. Exactly. So basically, the, I've been the show Tolkien. is. I feel like I've already. I'm up to date on that. The show is set both in the future and in the past. In that, the the main cast of the show are not the Autobots and Decepticons, but they're uh, what's the word? Kittybots and Dodogdecons. No, they're descendants. What? That, there's another word. Ancestors. And no other one. Other way. Future. Future ancestors. Oh yeah, descendants. Yeah. So like the Autobots and Decepticons are the ancestors of. The Maximals, who are the good guys in the Predacons. Wait, wait, did the Maximals come before or after the Autobots and Decepticons? After. After, okay. Oh, Beast Beast Wars is in the future. Yeah, so, well, it's in the future and in the past, because the the characters are from the future, but the show takes place, like, they time travel and they're in prehistoric Earth. That's why it's both in the future and the past. Yeah, like, basically at the beginning of the show, the beginning of the show, they accidentally get, they accidentally get time traveled back to prehistoric Earth. But the, so they're all I and like you know we have no way of knowing if the movie would like follow that plot directly. Did I stumble but, into an episode of Real or Fake with you again? I feel like no. <laughs> I feel like no we Beast Wars here. So, but like the thing about so Beast Wars uh, is one of the most like successful and critically acclaimed Transformers series, and like for the most part, they haven't super revisited it at all, like, since the 90s when the actual, when the original show came out. Yeah, it's and, it's like, like, and it's like, bitching about it. yeah, and, like, the original show, like, uh, it hasn't aged well, it was, like, done in no, CGI, yeah. and, like, we're talking 90s CGI, that's not yeah, it, Pixar. Yeah, it was, so. it was, like, what is the other TV one? CGI, that's not Pixar. What's, uh, reboot? You talking it, about Reboot? or? Yeah, Reboot was the other one that was, like, uh, a little bit before Beast Wars. But Beast Wars was one of, like, the first cartoons to use, like, a full CGI thing. And, yeah, it's not, it's not oh, aged don't well. don't talk about VeggieTales. I'll talk about VeggieTales. Yeah. 1993, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but VeggieTales I said wasn't, one of. wasn't TV. Like, it wasn't, like, serialized TV, man. Yeah. Fair. Beast Wars came out in, I want to say, like, 94 or 95. Let me look that up. Yeah, something like that. Like, a, like, <sighs> like Toy Story, like, it was being made while Toy Story wasn't out, so, like, uh, the so it was like novel at the time, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Chatter. The it subtitles was, yeah. just. I have a subtitle for you that just said the sex, and that's it. And like, what is going <laughs> on? Yeah, I see that too. <laughs> we are witnessing the real time journey of the oversexualization of time old chowdery. <laughs> oh gosh! Don't objectify me, boys. <laughs> so yeah. Uh... <laughs> The original Beast Wars came out in 96. So, yeah, the CGI has not aged well, but the, like, writing and the dialogue and just the tone of the show is pretty much, like, it's considered to be one of the best Transformers shows, like, over the years. So, like, a lot of people would kind of, you know, be excited for it from the the fandom community. Mm. It's a silly fun time. Uh, And there's also, like, I don't know... It'd be cool because, like, in the new, um, you know, in the in the live action movies, they brought back like the original voice actor Peter Cullen, who mm-hmm. voices Optimus Prime, and one of the characters in Beast Wars, their 
we could talk about this for weeks, but they, they also have a Megatron who's just named after the original Megatron. But his voice actor, David Kay, is like, like his performance in the series is like one of the most like uh, celebrated in the fandom because mm-hmm. he's just like this ridiculous megalomaniacal, uh, what's the word? Megalomaniacal. Yeah, megalomaniacal, yeah. Um, character who like, after everything he says, he'll just go, yes in like this really soft like creepy voice and it's like it's really fucking funny and like the whole show is supposed to is like pretty tonally like it's it's a lot more comedy than like a lot of the other transformers shows but it gets a lot of good writing and characterization so i have a question how do you think if we do get the lion king colon beast wars uh, in theaters <laughs> how do you think that more whimsical style would be translated to these bigger movies because even with bumblebee which is mm-hmm. pretty light compared to the other movies like the drama is played heavily the stakes are played heavily how they characterize yeah. the main character is different but they they are they are meant to be big dramatic movies how do you think I, that would translate gosh i don't know i mean like i would hope that they stay true to the tone and like sort of lightheartedness of the original show where it does like the whole show does kind of feel like, you know, you they've just edited out the giant five-year-old's hands who are just smashing their toys together. Like it's, it's <laughs> like, and, and that's like not a negative comment. Like that the, the whole like tone of the show is very sort of like, you know, uh, like, fucking mystery of the week battle like stupid new situation that the predacons have whipped up for the maximals to solve and they're all and it's all kind of dumb like you know but so i I would hope that it stays true true to that but you're right in a movie form i'm guessing that they would probably put more of a serious tone to it yeah um i i because like i'm guessing for the movie to be successful you'd really have to play off of this sort of nostalgia of it because beast wars to the non-Transformers community is not as much of, like, a household, you know, property. Yeah. So, I guess I'm just wondering, I don't, I don't know. like, are we going to get, like, Paul Rudd leading this movie? Like, is are they going to go... <laughs> I'd, be down, I'd be so down for that. Are they going to go Ant-Man before they fired Edgar Wright? Like, what are they going to do here? So, I don't know. If they, yeah, if, if they, they had if, a stylized movie like that, I would fucking eat that shit up. Because, like, the premise yeah. itself is so kind of zany that, like, I can't really imagine that they could... But I don't know. They also tried to do that for the Ninja Turtles, and it wasn't great, so... I don't think the Ninja Turtles uh, succeeded in feeling whimsical. It did the thing where, like, yeah, that's when, it was fo- when it was focusing just on those characters, mm. it, they, like, they were goofy. But yeah. I, I think the goofiest thing in the movie was them in the elevator beatboxing yeah. which was not really that yeah goofy. it, it, it was feel... very much in it was very much that michael bay style movie yeah um, right and and that's unreal, like that's what i would be worried about but uh about ninja turtles rise of the teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles really good cartoon like way better yeah, than fun. it has any right mm. to be it's so good all right continue <laughs> um no i i'd be interested i think as well to see a transformers movie that um is not just a cookie cutter blockbuster that is not just changing out the variables that actually has a unique tone that actually lets the directors and and producers do something off the plot of the amazing spider-man because that Mm -hmm. the the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie exact same plot as spider as the amazing spider-man the sony one you know Hmm. what yeah well thankfully michael bay is not at all like (laughs) in relation to this anymore Um, Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, the other thing that people would be, that people are excited about for, like, the prospect of a Beast Wars movie is, like, if they're staying true, at least partially, to the original media, there's really not any human cast in Beast Wars since it does take place in prehistoric Earth. Watch, they're, like, they're like, going to time travel fucking Shia yeah. back there. They're going to do it. Well, that because that's what I'm saying, is, like, if they, if they stick with that, like, it would be... Jimmy it, Fallon! In the past, <laughs> it would be great. It would That's be great good. to see a Transformers movie that doesn't, you know, isn't like human centric. Because Bumblebee was good and it was a good movie, but it was still very like, you know, Haley Steinfeld oriented. Yeah, yeah. I'm just now imagining Jimmy Fallon unconvincingly Jimmy Fallon. telling the beasts, "I don't even know what's going on here." Like he doesn't have the answers behind his desk. Jesus. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, the yeah, Bumblebee, like the desk gets teleported with him. 
Yeah, and you never see his legs. He's just walking around with the desk, calling to the roots, but the roots aren't there. So, uh, no, I thought that Bumblebee was pretty good. I I felt kind of bored watching it, and I was like, why isn't this doing it for me? I thought this was, like, supposed to be really good. At the end of the movie, I was like, I, I was affected by the drama, and I was like, oh, wow, even though I was bored at times, like, they still were able to build a resonant story around this character, even mm-hmm. so, I wanted less of the Transformers. I wanted more less? of just her and Bumblebee oh, goof- yeah. goofing around. I wanted less of the bad oh, wait, guys. Are you less saying of the you unbelievable want her and Bumblebee to bumble about, to bumble around? Yep, that's sure. that's that's what I'm saying. Though I didn't that say it like that, and I'm glad I, I, I would like ever the heard you say. To know that Colin is holding back like the biggest groan right now. Mm. I can see it on his face. It's leaking out <laughs> out of all the places. Um, unfortunately, now. <laughs> Jeff, even though he just said the things he said, I got to throw it to Chowder because it's his turn. Yeah. Go for I wish it, we didn't have to do this, but we do. And now it's Chowder's <laughs> turn. Hey, Chowder, it's your turn now. Okay, so I got a bunch of things I want to run through. Jesus, uh, no. <laughs> uh, well, first thing is, like, two, uh, ca- two uh, in a funny little coincidence, two car- fantasy cartoon series came out this month of January. No, of January. Uh, uh, first is The Owl House. Uh, it's uh, produced by, uh, or created by Donna Terrace. Uh, it's on uh, di- on the Disney Channel. It's has... As of this recording, three episodes out so far, and it's looking really good. Like, the artwork is super pretty. I really like the main character. I like the uh, mentor witch character named Ida, who mm-hmm. is... Yeah, I like the just, voice actress, too. Yeah, like... She's she, been in stuff that I can't identify. Yeah, no, Ida is really funny. Like, if you watch Gravity Falls, she's kind of reminiscent of uh, Stan Pines. Uh, mm. Just just like this old, old uh, a trickster kind yeah, old trickster kind of character who is just really uh, charming as she is, like, underhanded. So, and, like, Luz is, uh, to rewind a bit, like, uh, Owl House is about, like, this girl named Luz who uh, who has trouble fitting in at school because she's just this hyperactive. A super- loser? A- I have a question <laughs> that it might really betray my ignorance. Is the show about owls <laughs> well like like no. are they birds and are those the characters no 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 no, no, no. no they're, they're okay. not birds but cool. Ida, is I was, known as, yep. Ida is known as the owl lady because like she lives in it because her she's associated with owls that that's why it's called the owl house gotcha okay cool i have a clear vision of she this show now okay in. okay Continue. yeah 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 no so Luz is like a girl who doesn't fit in because she's hyperactive and imaginative and so she gets sent to like this summer camp that'll like teacher structure but really it's just this boring ass place but all on before she the bus gets to her place she like uh accidentally stumbles into a magical world where or she meets Ida after shenanigans ensues she asks Ida to like teach her magic and now she's just in this fantasy world going on magic adventures and like so so far like i said it's really funny it's uh got got some great artwork uh, I think it's in a place where it can uh, uh, just get, uh, just go up and get better. Uh, so there's that. The other fan- cartoon fancy show is Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. That show is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. Oh man, it's, it's like, so like, good. Like, yeah, Jeff, Jeff like, re- yeah, Jeff like recommended that show to me, and like I watch it, and I'm like, oh man, this is really good. It's on Netflix. It's got how many episodes out now yeah 10 episodes 10 yeah, yeah. 10 episodes out it's uh, animated by studio Mur, who you may know from Volt, uh legendary voltron uh legend mm. of Korra, and i'm pretty sure avatar the last airbender uh it's created by radford radford seacrest seacrest i don't know how to yeah the that. the actual drawing style of these of these folks doesn't look particularly novel but the way it's handling lighting and color it sticks to like a very yeah. cool palette but in yeah, yeah the whole in world there, is very pretty it looks very dynamically yeah. lit which is not what i expect from a 2d cartoon that is very pretty yeah they like, lo- it like, looks uh, like fucking dixit cards honestly yeah and like uh it uh takes place in a post-apocalypse apocalypse world uh 
and in it, like most of humanity lives in this these burrows. Uh, well, but like some do live above ground. But like for the most part, the above ground is inhabited by these like animal creatures that like that you know can range in like intelligence from like human like to intelligence to just being giant fucking kaiju. Um, <laughs> but you know, like some of the, some of the some some of the animal characters are like a frogs in suits or yeah, like a like, <laughs> they're all like animal with weird human quirk like yeah, yeah. the gangs like, like, like the, there's like biker birds there's or, like or the like business frogs i love the lumberjack cats. The lumberjack. Have, have either of you guys watched bojack horseman yes i really how have. how does how does it compare to the animal gags in that show where it's just like you know a bird walking down the road and then just jumps up onto a telephone pole like are those the kinds of gags we're talking about or is it a little more no they're just like that? they're just like they're not even like puns it's just like all of the basically the implication is right that like all the animals got mutated by some like natural or by, by some apocalyptic event yeah. right and now they're just like these weird gangs of like particular human groups like businessmen or lumberjacks or bikers mm-hmm. And they're just an animal that has nothing to do with that. So, like, the frog businessmen, the cat lumberjacks, the bird biker. Like, they're not, like, the, at all plays on like what those... Really into jazzercise. Oh, I forgot about the <laughs> raccoons. They're so good. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really cool setting. And, like, the three mains are, like, really likable. You got the titular Kipo, who's, like, this wonderful ball of joy and light who, who like tries to make friends with everyone even though it might it's also like better. a i mean i was gonna say i was gonna say it's like a diverse uh group of people but i guess not really because they are all black but that is still cool that to is see still cool fantasy setting <laughs> yeah with like black people yes yes uh you know you got wolf like the kid raised by wolves but the wolves in this case are like wolves that are also like american into science <laughs> no, no, no. The science wolves are different from the ones who raised Wolf. wolf oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolf was raised by, like, you know the painting of, like, the two farmers? American and, Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine wolves instead of, like, humans for American Gothic, and you got the wolves that raised Wolf. That was very interesting. And you got, uh... Ah, shit. I forget the last dude's name. Uh, this, no, this uh, looks interesting. Once Benson? I finish... Once yeah, yeah. Finish... Ben, ben, you got Benson, Benson and Dave. Dave, yeah, Dave is the go. best character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, th- those two. Like, it's, like, a human kid and, like, a, a talking bug who, like, ages rapidly. So, like, he goes through an entire lifespan in a day and then, like, rises from... Starts over. Fr- rises so sometimes from, he's from a baby ashes, and like sometimes he's an adult. Like, it's great. Like, like, he's like a phoenix, but he molts instead of, like, burns himself, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, I might, uh, once I'm finished, because I have, like, four episodes left in the BoJack Horseman series. That's another thing that came out this month, was the last of BoJack Horseman, one of the best yeah, shows I've I got, ever I seen. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Once, oh, BoJack's really good, yeah. It's one of the best fucking shows, and it keeps really? getting better, but that's ending. When this is done, I might, I might take a look at this. This might be... I might, maybe I have to try BoJack Horseman again, because I watched, like, the first half of the first season, and I'm like, this is just not good uh, yeah okay okay i understand like that first half of the first season is kind of misleading stick with it and it really shows its true colors and it's like okay yeah the, the really biggest thing to know about it really fucking depressing yeah. but like really that's it, it is a meditation yeah. on a lot of mental illnesses particularly anxiety depression mm-hmm. and um and addiction are, are big things uh and it does it while being very clever and funny and it's one of the few shows i've seen where started off and i was like yeah this is pretty good and it just gets better and keeps getting better and doesn't stop yeah yeah um, yeah like yeah i started out being like i like i started out much like jeff you know like oh i don't know if this is any good but yeah like, no yeah me on, too it's like oh my god and like by the time we got to the last episode of the first season i'm like in fucking tears they, that is, yeah oh man it's, it's and it, it and it keeps finding new prescient ways to do it so basically um i think that once this anthropomorphized animal show dies out i will need another and kipo in the age of wonder beasts might be the one to do it all right all right it's a good time yep. yeah the the and the world building is like really good oh, in that man, show it's too. really good yeah how would you, would you say it's like uh i don't know why but my mind when you say that just goes to adventure time how would you compare it to the world building of adventure time 
Uh, more up front. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not given to you. Not right. given to you. It's like part of the plot as a, as opposed to just being like drip yeah. fed to you over eight okay. seasons yeah, and yeah. purposely not like giving you answers in a frustrating it. way. Yeah, which favorite. I which I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I do too, but mm. it's yeah. Ooh. All right, Chatter, that's frustrating. Do, do you have a, Do you have anything else? Because I did think of one other thing I want to talk about, but we got plenty of time if you want to talk about something else. Uh, yeah, I I do actually like go for one, it. Two, three, three more things. All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to go make dinner. I'll be right back. (laughs) Well, the third thing is uh, a graphic novel called Travos or Trazos uh, came out in January and it's really good. It's uh, it's like this uh, story of story of Simona, an artist who wishes to or uh, like I'm reading the thing right now, but like it's about this artist named Simona who uh, uh, who's an artist, but like she hasn't. She's kind of lost her groove and like... She's an artist who's an artist. Oh, my God. This this sucks. I had a thing in in my head and then like I couldn't brain. So, okay. But like Trazos is about this artist, Simona. She, uh, you know, as an artist, she likes to draw and stuff. But like uh, recently in her life, she just uh, lost the motivation. And it's just kind of about her journey on like... Uh, f- uh, finding reconnecting with like her dreams and stuff, and also just like uh, uh, being with her friends and just enjoying life. And it's got this very cozy art style. It's uh, written by I don't want to screw up their name. Uh, yeah, we have no history of doing that on this show. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Zero percent. Fernanda Frick. I I still probably screwed that one up, but it's we'll keep uh, rolling. <laughs> yeah, no. So and like the setting is like anthropomorphic people but like so i guess more anthropomorphic what, what do you mean anthropomorphic people the, the anthropomorphized <laughs> means to make look like a person so what is an anthropomorphic person <laughs> like, like, and what like did you do the, to them like, like all the characters are like cat people so oh, oh anthropomorphized okay. animals sensing yeah. a motif here yeah i i don't know weird coincidence <laughs> learning a lot about the over sexualization of chatter today continue Oddly don't enough, you, the one that's that actually, <laughs> oddly enough, the one that's named after animals, the Owl House, is the one without the anthropomorphized. Yeah, that's actually pretty. That's animals. exactly what I thought Owl House was too. Imagine my confusion. All right, two more. There's chatter. a restaurant here called, called yeah. Owl House. Yeah, no, but like, uh, just a uh, quick plug for the Trazos. Uh, mm-hmm. Trazos. It, you can find it on Gumroad. Go on Gumroad, type in Trazos, T-R-A-Z-O-S, or just type in gumroad.com slash Trazos, and you can get it for twelve ninety nine, which is a hell of a deal considering it's a very it good is deal. 253 pages. It's of a it, graphic and, novel? Yeah, it's a graphic that's novel. A, that's a beefy boy. Yeah, it is a damn good deal. So again, T-R-A-Z-O-S, go on Gumroad, sir. Uh, search Trazos, T-R-A-Z-O-S, or gumroad.com slash Trazos, and you'll find it. It's really worth your time, I believe. <clears throat> oh, disclaimer, Common Geeking Program does not get any sort of uh, kickback or pay or have any affiliation with Gumroad or the publishers of Trazo. Continue. Yeah, that is true, but it is just a good comic, so worth plugging anyways. Uh, and... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, the next thing is a kickstarter by the time this episode airs it'll have ended but uh but it has a demo out so like if you want to play that demo it it's right there it's called oh i forgot about the other thing we have to talk about shit chatter we have to talk about pokemon we really have to talk about pokemon <laughs> okay okay i'll i'll make i'll make my bit quick here ruby and the way the wayward mira is a metroidvania game a lot of rpg elements uh a character progression it and when it says metroidvania it really means it it's got a lot of metroid vibes in its setting it's a it's like a sort of setting where science and fantasy meet uh it's a yes. really pretty again another one with a really pretty art style like there's a screenshot of like uh like uh, uh the outdoors in noon and it's like all these gorgeous pinks and oranges like dancing together it's great it's wonderful but like there's all these like sort of a- alien style like uh sci-fi places as well uh right now it's like uh boasting six expansive handcrafted interconnected areas plenty to explore you can upgrade uh beautiful pixel pixel art just really good and it has a a playable demo so you can just check that out for yourself and you can eagerly await when this game comes out because the kickstarter is going to be done by the time this episode comes out I'm itching for new Metroidvanias all the time. Yeah, 
All right. It is called Ruby and the Wayward, or Ruby, the Wayward Mira, R-U-B-I, the Wayward Mira. All right. And, and the next thing is BNA, brand new animal. Another one with, oh my God. <laughs> We're learning so much this month. I, this January is 2020, on. the descent of Chowder. This Chowder, are you a furry? You can tell I'm us if you are. I'm a furry, I swear we, we are supportive, but I think we need to know, just for, like, making sure everyone feels safe. Uh, and <laughs> I, by that I mean, like, we don't want to say the wrong thing and step on your tail, so to speak. I'm pretty I sure swear. the only person in this podcast who have a problem with you being a furry is Pat. I that's just because he hates Beast Wars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, I swear to you, not a furry. This is just a weird coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could also call Beast Wars anthropomorphized animals in a certain way. <laughs> all right, all right. Again, oh, God. Uh, They're not really anthropomorphic. Like, just brand new both. animal. A trailer came out for that. It's gonna come. It's looking really good. It's done by Studio Trigger. Same guys who did, uh, uh, no, this is, uh, anime. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh. New new anime that's gonna come out. It's done by Studio Trigger, directed by Yo Yo Shinari, who's done a lot of wonderful stuff like uh, Little Witch Academia, Kill a Kill, mm-hmm. uh, and what was the one that recently that movie that recently came out? Uh, was it Promare? Promare. There we go. Promare. Yes. Why uh, do I know that? Of all the people on this show, why me? <laughs> no, like we did talk yeah, about Studio... it on the show, didn't we? Jocelyn brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Studio Trigger uh, did Pro- Promare, and you know, uh, Yoshinari was not involved in Promare, but uh, same studio here. It's about. It takes place in 21st century. There are humanoid animals that have been living in the darkness for centuries and revealed <laughs> to the world, and now it's like this cybertus setting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Uh, Okay. This show is positing that humanoid animals exist now. Is that well, and they're just underground hiding? See, Jeff, well, there's actually this realm of storytelling called fiction that allows for these sort of <laughs> abnormal and fantastical methods of storytelling. Yeah. But is that what it's saying in the fiction of this world? Because you said it takes place in the 21st century and that they've been underground for centuries. Yeah, yeah. Which would imply. <laughs> Doctor Who did that with the weird tree yeah. people. Doctor Who's done everything. You can't <laughs> cite that. <laughs> Anyways, it's like a cyberpunk setting. There are humans, but there are also humanoid animals. And uh, just, uh, it's about this girl who was a normal human, but then turns into a Tanuki person. And now is just like a refugee running from the uh, law. Uh there are other characters like Ogami Shiro, who's like a wolf dude, uh, who's like investigating why she became a humanoid animal, and and like that. That's just the general gist of the series. So that we've learned so far, it's gonna be on Netflix. It's uh, slated for release on April 2020. That's not when it's coming out on Netflix. That'll be a different date. Like it comes out on TV on April, and then later on Netflix. So that so that's enough. Yeah, so that's another interesting thing. Uh, Yeah, and uh, that's about... Wait, I do have more, but I don't want to keep you guys waiting, so... Yeah, we gotta talk about those good, good Pokemon chowder. Yeah, I don't even know what's happening in Pokemon, so you guys are gonna have to enlighten me. Okay. So... They did a they did a uh, a Pokemon uh, Nintendo Direct on YouTube that well a it announced that they're making a a remake of the Mystery Dungeon games which is kind of exciting oh it yeah yeah pretty. that that looks pretty good yeah that's what made me remind that's what reminded me of it because when Chowder said that there was a demo for that game out there's also a demo out for the Mystery Dungeon game already they they were like hey this is coming out by the way try it now and we're like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But they're also releasing uh, two expansions to uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, that, no, that uh, looks interesting. Yeah, yeah, that include like instead of basically what Pokemon usually does, where they're like, "Oh, hey, we've got a game, and then we'll release the same game but a little bit better, like a yeah, year yeah. later." Yeah, you know, right? Like that's you had, that's you their gold and silver. Then like Crystal comes out, and it's just better than gold and silver. You have right, Sun and exactly. Moon, then like Ultra Sun and Moon comes out, and like those are just better than regular sun and moon exactly so instead of doing that they're like hey you know that bullshit we usually do we're not going to do that this time and everyone's like that's chill 
Um, but what we are going to do uh, is we're going to release... I saw a lot of people bitching about that. Yeah, that's because yeah, that, oh that's like God. the people bitching about Picard because he doesn't have Riker with him anymore. Move on, people! It's time for new stuff. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know why you would be nostalgic about Nintendo just, like fucking yeah. ripping money out of your pocket i've like, always i don't play like, pokemon hey. i've always complained just like it's dlc just put it out as dlc i don't know yeah. Uh. yeah yeah no, so that's exactly. what they're doing except it seems like because like they're it's not just dlc like it basically is adding like a whole a whole other areas uh for you to explore that's, with that's like new new requests or requests new quests and stuff like that and well because usually the pokemon game doesn't add new areas is the reason i said it like that they don't add like significant new areas but um uh and there'll be like a lot of a lot of what people were complaining about before was that like oh they cut down the pokedex right because like there's now you know almost a fucking thousand pokemon and so of goddamn course they're gonna cut down the pokedex because they got to do it at some point or another right but this expansion is going to add a lot of those back in um which of course people are complaining about they're like they should just give it to us for free and it's just like yeah but like with every new game that comes out like they're basically giving you like an exponentially increasing well not exponentially but you know what i mean like an increasing amount of pokemon every time like it makes sense that they're gonna stop sometime yeah like uh like the dlc is kind of steep for dlc but it's still cheaper than a a new fucking game than a whole new game Yeah, yeah exactly and, and but also I might add that like you pay for the DLC pass which is uh $30, right? And that gives you both expansions. That's, so it's that's not pretty on yeah. par with a lot of other major games right now. That's yeah, really not I don't, out of the out of the ordinary. And it's like it's not just it's not like it's just new pokemon either, right? Like it's also, you know, new stuff to do. Yeah. So and they're like, you know, they're doing like fucking galarian versions of like some of the yeah. old legendaries which is crazy well, um, good, i think the good news here is though for all the people who are upset about this which i understand not wanting the status quo upset but for all the people that are being vitriolic about it hasn't this been yeah. like the best and fastest selling pokemon generation ever it is yeah you know yeah, so. like a lot of people go i would also oh, say i'm gonna boycott this game how's that working yeah, out like, folks no, you no the fuck you're not that's like all also, my friends like, who are like i hate paying for cbs all access but i have to i'm like oh i mean you could like, you, know, you, you could pirate I mean, it yeah <laughs> it's much we, easier we than pirating pokemon i'll tell you that piracy. thank you two disclaimers um, in one episode bad start <laughs> I don't think we could call it a start at 53 minutes. <laughs> That's very fair. Um, um, so, uh, speak, uh, oh, shit. It has been 53 minutes. I lost track of time. Do you have any, either that, you yeah. had a, ever like extremely quick thoughts on Pokemon before we move on? No, I mean, I think it's exciting because like there is some new exciting stuff in Sword and Shield that they're like basically, which I'm not going to go into because that would mm-hmm. be a whole fucking other conversation, uh, but they're yeah. expanding upon that, which I think is really fun. So I'm super down for it. Uh, yeah. Personally. Uh, my, my only thought, Reggie Gigas is gonna be, uh, be part of like the expansion, so uh, Pokemon that like got cut out from the original Galarian decks, but now he's here, and that's uh, gonna be a little scary considering Reggie Gigas is crazy strong, but only held back by an ability that doesn't let him use that power. But there is also a Pokemon called Galarian Weezing who has the ability to cancel out abilities. So, oh, yeah. so like, Reggie Gigas and Galarian Weezing are gonna wreck shit. That's fun. This I like is making a part Reggie of the Gigas podcast where Colin doesn't know what's happening anymore, but that's okay. Um, what, you didn't understand all of that, Colin? Listen, I know how, in, how cumbersome some of the things I say are to other people. It happens to me, too. We're all in this boat together. I understand. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> we show that for something i don't know the oh it really song. it really is hard to interrupt chatter when he's singing i don't know why there's a jubilance there that like i feel like i shouldn't cut through i don't know <laughs> it's tough it's actually tough um no okay so i got i got two questions for you before we go to the rating section uh do you guys like sherlock bbc the bennett cumberbatch show no i, like I do the not. first two seasons <laughs> like 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 I, I used to like it, but then, like, it just kept getting worse and worse in a oh way that, God. like, even the uh, seasons I liked, I start to dislike, so, like... That's sad. I, I really like season one and two, and then it got slowly worse, and the last season is, like, the worst fucking thing. It's so bad. So, okay. So, 
Do you guys like vampires? Generally, I've yes. been watching. Uh, I've been yeah. watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure lately. Yeah. Oh snap! Nice. So uh, it's, it's bizarre. The guys who made it is very bizarre. Yeah. The guys who made Sherlock made a Dracula show. Oh neat! It's on is Netflix. It well, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've mixed feelings because I started the show like this is kind of boring, but then I was like, I also hate vampires and don't understand them. So like, the only vampire thing I've ever enjoyed is what we do in the shadows. Both the movie and the show are hysterical and wonderful. Taika Waititi's a brilliant person, um, but like this show made me like the character Dracula and the conceits of all his powers. And it got weird. Like, and I, I kind of like the last series of Sherlock. I think it's a little overdone, but I don't mind that it went pretty far in a lot of places. And I feel like this show does that sooner, but it made me like vampires and it was legitimately creepy and scary. It's based on the novel. So it's like, they give a similar Dracula treatment though. It starts in the, the, in the late 1800s. But uh, it's the same thing. It's a one season of three episodes of 90 minutes each. I threw it on just to see, and I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I just thought I'd tell you guys about it. Nice. That's hey, all. I'll check it out. It's creepy. It's well done. And the guy who plays Dracula, very good, fun actor to watch. But anyway, that's it. Uh, I didn't expect that to be a contender, but that was maybe the only other new thing I watched this month, besides The Witcher, but that came out in December, so that doesn't qualify. So yeah, Mandalorian did too, right? I watched Mandalorian well. came out in November, and it was pretty good. Oh, I liked, I liked, yeah. yeah, I liked it a lot. Part uh, Man, part DeLorean. Mandalorian. I enjoy that meme a lot. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to move on to the rating section, and we're going to breeze through this because I thought this was going to be... At first, I thought there were going to be five people, and this would be a shit show. And then there were three of us, and we all stayed very on topic. And then with the three people, it became a shit show again because we couldn't stop talking about anthropomorphized animals. So well, it's basically like there were five people, but three of them were chowder. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. And honestly, I could have talked about two more things if I wanted to. So... So we're in the rating section now where we're yeah. going to rate the things. Basically, uh, during this part of the podcast, we, as the editorial group of the Common Briefing Program, try to come to a consensus about what was the most important or impactful or just plain interesting geek story from January of 2020. So, Transformers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I don't think I would vote for the Transformers movies just because no, <laughs> they are not confirmed new i really like it yeah. as as rumors but i know that transformers has had like some crazy like they had like eight movies planned at one point and then they all got scrapped so that sort of tempers yeah. my because the last night did so bad yeah i heard it was because it a, was so bad i heard it was uh, a bad film if i'm right didn't bumblebee wasn't bumblebee the worst selling of the transformers movies so yes yeah. it, it was what it was one of the lowest performing but to jeff's point but it, it was, was like, also a lower budget so it was much lower. Uh, it, yeah. it was more profitable and it did way better in reviews so bumblebee is considered like a big success okay that makes sense yep so uh of all these stories um although i brought picard to the table i don't think that's like i i, I feel like that's sort of a take it for granted thing and the show isn't over yet i'll wait to nominate that until we get to the finale if we're talking about things that interested me most here it was probably kipo in the age of the one of the wonder beasts if i'm if i've got that right i'm gonna nominate yeah. that as the thing i'm most interested in uh, as far as the things we talked about this month, Jeffrey. So I, I also really liked Kipo, and uh, I mean, like it wasn't news to me because I watched it, but um, <laughs> it was great. But and I'm I'm totally fine if that's what we want to give it to. But let me just make let me just make a, a little call here for what if we just give january 2020 to the concept of anthropomorphized animals because <laughs> it seemed like we had some some uh... we got kippo we got bojack we got beast wars uh we got yeah. not owl house owl house is the only there was that one. other comic and the anime and <laughs> brand new like anime, pretty much yeah. everything chowder talked about it <laughs> talked about i'm sure there's some anthropomorphized animals in owl house too to be fair i like your They're in a crazy zany Probably. demon world but all right, yeah, I mean, so 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 Jeff is throwing it to furries around the world. Chowder, what are you? Uh, <laughs> what, what would you nominate? Uh, let's see. Uh, trans the idea of Beast Wars getting an adaptation would be pretty dope. Uh, 
and you know I'm intrigued about Pokemon but I already knew about that so uh, I think I'll have to give it to Picard though I'm interested in that show and I want to mm. give it a watch at some point so yeah. yeah and knowing that it's not a fan service festival like it, yeah it's it, it it feels like it, it is not like the Mandalorian but it does the thing the Mandalorian does where it brings in all the stuff that you like you want to see in the background but it's doing its own story and that teaches you things and I, I think so, that's very yeah that, that's the point, thing I, not I'm in this episode can we talk about did Jawa's time did Jawa's space travel yeah that was i don't understand that either because that was definitely not tatooine when he was fighting the jawas yeah but that's that's anyway, I, that, that's i mean that's all that's by all like greek three degrees that's all greek to me but all right uh, where where there is sand there's jawas i'm okay with that rule it's dumb but it's fun um okay so we've got picard we've got kipo and we've got the concept of anthropomorphized animals i'm which i've got to say goes to kipo yeah okay <laughs> so i guess we would say uh kipo is the uh is the most interesting story uh that we have brought for january 2020 kipo in the age of wonder beast is on netflix if you want to take a look at it i will be checking it out myself um star trek picard chowder just so you know runs 10 episodes and it's on thursdays so in like two months the season will be done uh, I'll probably bring it up again at that point. So when it's done, just like sign up for a free trial and stream it all and then pirate it if you want, but we don't condone that. So, but whatever. I want them to get the money because then they'll make me more of it, please. Um, anyway, that about wraps it up. This has been a shambles of an episode, but we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the episode title is going to be because there are like fourteen things that could be the episode title, and maybe that's. A I mean, good if we're if we're not if we're not gonna make it, uh, fucking whatever we said about Chowder's mom. Oh, America runs be something about on Chowder's mom. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a, laughs> America, Duncan. <laughs> The fact that it said it all sent us all into a fit of laughter twice means that's probably going to be it. Okay, uh, so I've been Colin Ketchin. I've done a horrible job at that corralling this episode, but he, the rest of you are watching the Super Bowl, so who cares? Uh, I've been joined by not not in Friday. They won't be. I hope. <laughs> That's the real news. That's going to be the news of February 2020, how the Super Bowl, in fact, lasted uh, fucking six days. We're still in overtime. Three <laughs> players died in the end zone. Uh, I, I'm, I've been Jeff Levitt. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I do some art stuff there. It's uh, things I wish existed, and there's a dot between each word. And uh, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Tamil Chowdhury, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. And I know that Colin and Jeff prefer chowder. I'm well aware. <laughs> you keep giving Time me the option. Good I name. have to do something with it. Like, Time Will is a pretty good name, Chowder, but Chowder is a really good nickname. <laughs> Didn't you say that in the last episode, too? I don't know. Yeah. You take the moon, and you take the sun. Sun. And you take everything that, that seems like fun. And now Jeff is even joining in. I told you, Chowder singing is an unstoppable force. Um, yeah, so, so like, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, uh, I haven't posted art in, on there in a while, but you know what? I feel like I'm going to do that at some point soon because I miss <laughs> making art. I know that sounds hilarious and indecisive, but there you go. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. Is that why that comic resonates with you, Chowder? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> so um, you can find me online at Sonic Colin K. Uh, I'm a part of uh, two other shows that we do here. One is Dice Populi, which is uh, currently D&D, but it's just tabletop stuff that's a lot of fun. Uh, another show I do is with Laura, who you may have heard on the show. Uh, and episode just came out earlier this week where she drops some big news about her life, and it's a very fun time. Uh, and that's called How You Doing. Ooh, all of this can be know. fun. Uh, definitely check that out. It's all at commongeekingprogram.com. Uh, Dice Populi, if you want to share, is DicePopuli.com. How you doing? Funny story. The website is podfriend.pizza. There's, <laughs> there's a story behind it. You took dot pizza from the McElroy jokes. It was there. It, 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 we were presented with a list of options, and that's the one uh, that, that won. Uh, but anyway, uh, we do a lot of stuff here. Uh, we should be back in two weeks with another episode. Uh, I think we're still sort of nailing down what that's going to be. Um, but in the vein of what we just did with Eberron, which I listened to that and I had a lot of, I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun with that episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode proper of the Common Geeking Program and another briefing program at the beginning of March. 
where I will be talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. All right, we will see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. Der. Yeah. This episode of the Common Briefing Program is hosted by me, Colin Ketchin, and I was joined by Jeff Levitt and Taimul Chowdhury. This episode is sponsored by the oversexualization of one Taimul Chowdhury. The, up- the sequel to the upcoming Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. The podcast is created and produced by myself, Patrick Brem, and Jeff Levitt with these episodes uh, uh, recorded, produced, Uh, and with original music and edited by me, all that fun stuff. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. We're going to be doing an episode about Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts, which we talked about here. So tune in two weeks then uh, for that episode and next month for another briefing program. And thank you for listening to this. I like the blur though, because I don't know if you remember. I way way back when we were doing Coalition of Heroes stuff, I pitched a superhero idea to you that you were like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard," and I hate it. It was called the Obscure Pancake. It was a man who's said to be made entirely of like pancake mix, but nobody can tell because he's always slightly out of focus. <laughs> the idea sticks around in my head because it's meta in a bunch of really bad and not funny ways. <laughs>